graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Low Blow. My name is Adam Zielinski, and it's time to get blown. Dave is still not dead, but he's not here. Um, so if you have been listening to the show as of le- recently, you've noticed, hey, wait a minute, there's been a soiree of co-hosts uh, kind of going through all the podcasts I enjoy and all the people I enjoy talking to. Uh, this next person who's joining me on the mic tonight is no exception to that rule. You heard him on the ill-fated show, It Burns One IP, but he has a much more successful show called The Drunken Lullabies. They call him the Dapper Caster. I call him Dustin, but people know him as The Voice. What's up, sir? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I just got off work, having a beer, uh, because this is the show, your show. Uh, I have to right. tell you what I'm drinking, so it's Little yeah, Something. Yeah, let's hear it. It's uh, uh, Lagunitas Little Something. Uh, something, ah, a little something, something. Yeah, a little something, something. You know, yeah. it's Christmas. Drink local. Of course. I only drink local. Yeah, I am not. I am drinking uh, from Yazoo in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm having a, a fall lager. I found it in the back of my fridge. It is now winter. <laughs> I got to get rid of it. So, uh, so uh, we'll start there. You're obviously more uh, beer knowledgeable than I am. I just enjoy drinking. Hey, uh, same here. Yeah. Uh, how long will a beer stay good in your fridge? That depends on what type of beer we're talking about, sir. Okay. So- um, if if you're talking about like what you're drinking, which is a, a Lagunitas, that's a um, the little some some we're, we're talking pale ales and IPAs. Those you want to drink as fresh as possible. Uh, they will keep up to about usually three months, and then the hops will start to recede, and they're going to lose some of their flavor profile. They'll still be drinkable. They're just not going to be as good. And if you wait too long, like half a year, they'll just eventually turn into a malt bomb. And it's going to be a little tougher to drink, but drinkable. If yeah, you're, I mean, if you're brave, shit, I mean, yeah, you can drink, you can drink <laughs> a lot of uh, garbage, but um, <laughs> if 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 you're wanting it to be as as good as they intend with that type of beer, you want to drink it immediately. But then there's like stouts and stuff, which people sit on those for years and years, and the same with sours because uh, they'll develop a little bit more over time and. Sometimes the flavors actually get better. Yeah, because I know so, yeah, it's a crapshoot. Uh, some of those flowery beers kind of get better with age, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't know. Beer doesn't last long in my fridge. Nah, same here. Yeah, but I have so down the street, and I've I've talked about them before on the show, and I will uh, since you're going to be at the the marathon at the in end of January, I will bring some old Irving brewery beer down. Now you told me this last time. I, I, I both know it didn't happen. There's a reason why it didn't happen last time. (laughs) I was dirt poor. So you're, you're rich now. No, I just have a steady income. 
You're just poor. You're not dirt poor. No, I mean, I, I have enough that I can, hey, I can go buy a growler or a, a bomber, right. uh, you know, so their, their trip two, which is, or in this case, probably be trip three at this point, which is super fantastic, uh, and bring it down there. Well, thank uh, God you're not financially in shambles. Yes. Like our uh, our friend, the bottle cap kid. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is, so they had a bunch of their beers left over. Okay. And they kind of combined it into one mystery bottle. Really? And it's sitting in the back of my fridge. I don't know what it is. So I, so might, it, <laughs> I might bring that down, too. It's a beer suicide, <laughs> it, which... Uh, they they actually kind of they call that a a cuvee um, is where you mix a lot of different types of beers together, but usually it's intended. Like you'll take a, a beer that's been aged in bourbon barrels, and then you'll take like a beer that's been aged in you know rum barrels or something, and you'll mix the percentages and put them together. Um, but the base beer is always the same. Yeah, this is going to be a little different. I, think. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I, I really don't. Um, it has no label. It's just in a bottle. Uh, my buddy Matt. Fuck it. Bring it, man. I'm, I'm going to bring it. it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Because uh, we, okay. all, we all know what happens when I come on your show and I drink and then try to record a podcast. Yeah, I was told I have to go last this time. Is, is that so. what it is? I don't necessarily. I don't think you have to go last. I just can't okay. go on before my show. <laughs> so. I claim no responsibilities for the actions of fellow podcasters. No, I I, I blame what's-his-face from White Oak completely. Oh, our good buddy Brian. <laughs> Brian. I was going to call him Mike because he looks like my buddy Mike. But, uh, yeah, Brian from White Oak. I blame him and his sweet awesomeness and his kind. Yeah, I was just hanging out with him last night. Oh, how was that, man? Uh, uh, he's, a, he's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, we're actually going to be getting together on Wednesday because uh, we're starting a new project together. I, so. I, I know a little bit. I'm not sure if you can talk about it. If you want, go ahead. But I know a little bit about yeah. it, and I'm excited. Okay, so this new project, it was actually Brian's idea. And it's going to be totally separate from Drunken Lullabies. This isn't my show. It's not a new spinoff. One spinoff is enough for me. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that vain. Uh, I mean, I do like uh, my own show. I do listen to it. I, I remember listening to the episode with you and Big E talking about it. And you said you hate listening to your show. And Scott I do. said he, I he really listens do. to everything he does. I, I listen as well. I like hearing the finished product, even though I edit it. Um, I don't sit and listen to the full episode when I'm doing the editing. I kind of yeah. know where to cut and paste, but I digress. Um, so <laughs> It's just show, so much work to cut all that shit together. And I say this is. after a technical difficulty where I have to cut all of this together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, so, Dustin. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, it was Brian's idea. He wants to do... A, a new show that White Oak is putting out. Uh, it'll be on like their website. We're probably going to get some other URLs and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's going to be more insider brewery talk. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk about what's going on at White Oak, uh, what's going on in the Central Illinois beer uh, community, get some other brewers involved, which, I mean, I do some of that on Drunken Lullabies, but it's also a lot of dick and fart jokes. So and less dick and fart jokes. Yeah, it's going to be, I think, more informative. Uh, there's not going to be a music element brought into it. It's just going to be um, 
just beer focused and I'm, I'm sure we're still going to have a good time on there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a new project we're starting up. We're actually recording the first two episodes, uh, in a couple days and, uh, we're, we're pretty psyched about it. So, um, we're, we're shooting for, you know, late December launching. Yeah. I got, got some stuff to, to do and we're waiting on a logo to get designed, but, uh, yeah, something to stay tuned for. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, if you're into beer, which I am. I don't. I don't know how to make beer. I attempted it once and failed miserably. I didn't even do that. I just drink it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I let so, my friends make it. Yeah. Speaking of friends making beer, uh, you're you're now on what four podcasts at this point? Um. Okay. So I host two drunk drunken lullabies and drunk at the movies. Yeah. Um. I am a regular co-host on. Broken Funny Bone. Yeah. Now that that has started back up. And then, yeah, this new one will be the fourth one that I dabble in. And then, you know, I've got these one-offs with, with shows like you guys. And, yeah. You know, I'm on Couch Pilots here and there. And uh, let's try this. I even did an episode of that. Rest in Parkinson's. Yeah. And that's uh, Kevin's coming up next. That should be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I heard his little shout out to you at the beginning of the final episode. I uh, was so got a happy. Chuck a lot of that. I was so happy. <laughs> um, you guys are going to talk Star Wars, I know. Oh yeah, it's going to be point counterpoint. I maintain that me and Kevin could have a spinoff podcast where it's just Kevin hating on me for forty-five minutes. Yeah, which, which would be amazing. Well, um, I mean, he's used to arguing with his wife on his show, so like, why not take her out of the equation? And add another, um, you know, alpha male type, and you guys can just go at it. That's very sweet. You think I'm an alpha male. Uh, <laughs> um, so my question to you, good sir, is because I don't know your origin story. I know everybody else's yeah. origin story. How did you get suckered into podcasting? I'm a man of mystery. You um, are. Now, I, I, I have a broadcasting degree. Uh, I studied broadcasting in college. And was originally looking to get into the broadcasting program at U of I. Do some uh, sports announcing uh, was was something I was wanting to pursue. I was also wanting to do radio work. And we know, certainly have the voice in, for it. I appreciate that. Now I was yeah. wanting to do you know vo- voiceovers and even like a dream job would be doing like animation and stuff like that. Um, but. Life happens, and uh, I ended up having a uh, my my beautiful, lovely daughter Drew, and I had to put the broadcasting career on the back burner because when you're supporting a family, uh, the broadcasting business pays very shittily. If uh, it exists at all, out. yeah, right. So I had a, a decent paying job with the United States Postal Service. And I just started. Wait, hold on, working. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. You worked for the post office. Yes. So yeah. you're a mailman, or were oh, a mailman? I I, I was. Um, <laughs> yes. For a little while, I uh, well, my main job was I worked for. Um, I did data entry. I would type in letters that the computers couldn't read oh, for God. whatever reason. Oh, that's but painful. It's, it sounds horrible. But, it is uh, horrible. What what was okay about it was I got to sit in my cubicle with my headphones on for eight hours and nobody bothered me. Yeah. So I could listen to whatever music I wanted to, whatever podcasts I wanted to, and just kind of do my own thing and then go home. Um, 
but I did deliver mail for a while. I was the punk rock mailman. I was delivering <laughs> mail in Chuck Taylor high tops and spiked hair. And, uh, yeah, oh, I, God. I did that for, for a little while, but, uh, yeah, then I got out of the, the postal game, but the, the way I got into podcasting, I was a, a longtime fan. Um, I started listening to shows like never not funny, Jimmy Pardo's podcast, uh, Jordan, Jesse go. Um, and then, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think some of the old ones that don't exist anymore, but I've been listening to them for a long time. I was always a fan of the medium. Uh, fast forward a few years, and I meet this guy at uh, at a, a club during a show. I'm introduced through a uh, mutual friend, Jacob, uh, to this mute gentleman. Mute Jacob. Named, yes, mute Jacob. Dave is Intrad- such a hard on for him. Yeah, I, I know. I was there. <laughs> I seen it. Uh, so he introduces me to this guy named Blake and, uh, him and Molly had just gotten married and they were kind of there celebrating cause you know, they didn't get married here. They got married, uh, I believe out in Vegas or something. Really? So, I see. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, Jacob introduced me to Blake, uh, and we just kind of, you know, started chatting and, and hit it off pretty well. And, uh, you know, talked about he has his podcast and he's into music. He knew I ran co-op records. Uh, so I was big into music and that kind of thing. And he's like, Hey, would you ever want to, you know, sit in on the show sometime? I'm like, yeah, totally. Definitely. So, um, he invited me over. It was, I think episode 151. So roughly, I mean, not time wise, not so much, but episode wise it was the halfway point yeah of ibwip i was there for the entire second half um so i some, did a, some would argue the better half not me i mean i, I oh not okay. me i don't I argue, argue that. that okay because <laughs> um, I, I know jason came in i think around like episode 100 ish yeah um and that's when the the wheels on the bus started going round and round pretty well and so they bring me in. They don't know what to expect. Uh, but luckily, our our comedic sensibilities and, and whatever, it just it worked. And I felt comfortable doing it. And obviously, they felt comfortable enough to have me back uh, several times after that. And, and for a while, I was there every episode. Yeah. And, um, you know, Heather came in. So that gave me a little bit of time off. And then that's when uh, we started talking about the whole network thing. And Blake thought, hey, you should do your own show. So I did some brainstorming, tried to figure out, hey, what uh, what am I into? Well, I like music, and I like drinking craft beer. Those things go together. Why not talk about those for an hour to an hour and a half? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it just kind of went from there. And But, uh, you know, I've been doing it now almost three years, I guess. Uh, as a, a started out as a co-host and the guy that did all the goofy voices and and uh did battle raps and now now i'm the beer guy and uh the the closet alcoholic or whatever that they think i am Are, now i'm sure you talked about this in drunken lullabies and forgive me when i say this there's so many of them i can't keep up 
No, it's fine. And then I decided to put out two shows a week and make yeah. it tougher on you. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> and and the thing is, it's like everyone's like, "Oh, did you listen to the show?" I was like, "No, I don't have a four and a half hour drive every day to listen to four yeah. episodes of all the shows." I get it, man. I drive twenty five minutes to work, so I listen. I get through maybe one a day. Yeah, you know. And I try to keep current so I can be topical on this show just in case anyone, you know, smarts off and I have to put them in their place, Kevin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but how how did you get into craft beer? Because I know how I got into craft beers. Okay. It was purely uh, by accident. Yeah, it, it was um, – it, it's an interesting story. So uh, you may not be aware of this, but uh, I, I was actually married at one time. I do know that. Okay, so um, back when I was married, uh, my ex-wife and I would would drink domestics, uh, you know, it just Bud Light, that kind of thing. Ew. But I was never like a big drinker, but I would drink on weekends and, and whatnot. Yeah. Well, fast forward a couple of years, she develops a drinking problem. So I stopped drinking completely. It was never a, a big deal for me. Um couple more years later we're divorced so it's like well i guess i can start drinking again now because <laughs> the, the only reason i quit was you know because i was trying to be supportive and now i can just get my drink on i wasn't the one with the problem yeah. so um, you never are the, per yeah, right. <laughs> the person with the problem is never the one with the problem and <laughs> i was like well if i'm gonna do this let's uh let's have fun with it let's see what's out there and I was just, uh, you, you dip your toe in to the shallow end and you're trying your line and kugels and your, um, you know, blue moons, that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, these aren't too bad. And then I gradually just progressed into the IPAs and, and whatnot. And then I got the untapped app where you can keep track of the beers. Yeah. And then at, at that point, I just dove into the deep end. And, uh, yeah, I was just whoring myself out to all these different beers and, uh, just one after another. And, uh, yeah, thousands of different beers later. Thousands. Now thousands. It's, I, it's I believe ridiculous. it. I believe it. Um, I think I'm, since I got the app four years ago, I've tried about 2,800 distinct beers jesus and so, christ and some of those i've drank multiple times keep in mind yeah um but yeah once i started the show you know we're drinking five to six beers an episode i am aware and usually and they're, <laughs> and they're and they're different uh yeah. very very rarely do i do repeats so yeah i mean those are going to add up you do that every week and then you throw the other show on, which that one I'm able to take it a little easier. Um, and you, you can know, have you repeats whatever. and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. And I've told the guests, like, this isn't a craft beer show. Uh, I've had people bring Aldi wine. Um, I've had people bring Jack and Coke. Uh, it, it's just called Drunk at the Movies. So it doesn't really matter what you drink, just as long as you're drinking. Yeah. Um, the, the first – I mean – I've always I wasn't a really a big drinker. I had a, a a spat at eighteen where I drank once and blacked out and had alcohol poisoning. So I kind of I put it down probably from eighteen to twenty four. I didn't have a drop of alcohol on my twenty first birthday. Wow! Um, and I had I, a Mike's Hard Lemonade. I I had a Mountain Dew at Hooters. 
a Mountain That's, Dew uh, at Hooters. Um, and then some champagne on my 23rd birthday when I was on uh, the cruise. But oh, I, okay. I, and then I started getting into uh, Sam Adams Boston Lagers, which mm-hmm. I guess at the time you could call that a micro brew, but it's not really micro brew anymore. But I right. guess I don't know how you would define that because it's not quite domestic, but it's not quite a micro brew. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you can still kind of call it craft. It's, it's a, um, it's a major label yeah. craft, you know. Um, it's a, it's it's a band that used to be on the indies, and then the the major labels came and yeah. and got them to sign that contract. And they're still putting out the same kind of music, but they got a uh, a lot more money behind them than they yeah. they used to have. So you know, it it is what it is. Uh, I I don't have anything against it. I I'll drink a Sam Adams. Oh yeah, I, the Boston Lager or like Oktoberfest is still one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Goose Island kind of showed up. It has always really been in the Chicago thing, but once they got bought out by Anheuser, I'm like, eh. But I remember distinct, yeah. distinctly going to a uh, to see a show at a place called The Spot, and it was like this little divey bar up near Wrigleyville. And my okay. co- my cousin who loves beer, we call him Shrek. He's like, oh, bro, you gotta try this. And I'm like, what is it? And it's just great beer. And I look at it, and it's eight fucking dollars. I'm like, you want me to spend eight dollars on a beer? He's like, yeah, dude, it's great. And it was something called Witchcraft from the Witchwood Brewery in the UK. Okay. Um, it's a light pale ale, or it's an amber ale, I should say. But it was like my first non-American beer, and it's mm-hmm. still one of my favorite uh, beers to this day. And it in and, and that I must have been like twenty four, twenty five, and every year since then, my mom will go to Binnie's and buy yeah. me a hobgoblin and a witchcraft from Binnie's That's and put cool. them in my stocking at Christmas. <laughs> That's nice. Um, I get oranges and walnuts. Do uh, I, I get a giant Reese's pieces? Yeah, your <laughs> stocking is a lot better than mine. <laughs> um, but you know, so. Witchcraft is always really good, and then Hobgoblin is really good, and then my other favorite is uh, King Goblin, all of which you can find at Binnie's. I definitely suggest trying them. They're very tasty okay. beers. Um, I'll have to uh, look look into that. Maybe uh, maybe we'll have to come down for when I come down for the marathon. We'll, I'll stop at Binnie's and grab a couple of those because they're I mean they're eight bucks. They're not expensive. Um, their labels are really fucking cool, and it's it's uh, I I went so far as to calling and finding the distributor i'm like where can i get this because it wasn't sold at binnie's oh okay and i'm like where can i get this so i call the distributor i found the distributor in franklin park and they told me like oh you can go to this little store on this little corner of the street that no one knows about that has it and then binnie's finally started selling it i think that's how they sell everything they did they didn't always but they do you know now you said this this uh bar was called the spot the spot it was, in Wrigleyville. Uh, um, it was like on broadway and um broadway and um, west no broadway and montrose okay because there's there's another bar in wrigleyville right by the metro uh called the g-man oh and yeah i think it would be funny if they were next to each other and <laughs> they could just call it the g-spot well the fun fact about the g-spot or the Jeep Jeep spot. Damn it, Dustin. Um, <laughs> the Gingerman is most of my friend's bartender at the Gingerman. 
Oh, okay. So and that's owned by uh, Brendan Kelly from the Lawrence Arms, and, and it's so also the, his place. The co-owner of the Ginger Men is also not only him, but it's the guy who owns the Metro. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and the um, bar next to the Metro on the opposite side, he owns that as well. Nice. So that's some prime real estate right there. Let me tell you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I have to ask, since we're talking about beer, and I could do this forever. Yeah. What, like, all time, you had 2,800 beers. What is your all-time favorite best beer? Like, you can drink it always. It doesn't matter how many times you've had it. Warm, cold, uh, well, leftovers. Warm. Yeah, that's questionable. <laughs> um, but uh, my go-to, like, if I'm just at the store and I'm wanting something that uh, I know I'm going to enjoy, and I've yeah. drank it many times, I'm going to go with uh, Triptych Brewery. They're out of Savoy, which is in the Champagne area. Okay. Um, they've got a pale ale called Dank Meme. Oh, uh, Dank Meme. Yes. That that is uh that's my go to. That's a solid, solid beer. Yeah. And I can, that's one I can drink just one after the other, yeah. no problem. There are some other beers that I've had before. I can't I don't have access to them, because uh, it's like a regional thing. Yeah. But there's um some really good New England IPAs from uh New England and just fantastic. But I can't drink Heady Topper all the time. Yeah. So I just have to enjoy it when uh, when one comes my way. But yeah, Dank Meme, that's uh, that's my go-to. Yeah, I hadn't had that up until Jason came up to Chicago for that wedding, and he brought me a four-pack of it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And that that was on my recommendation. So well, he didn't tell me welcome. that. He didn't tell me that the <laughs> jerk. He's like, yeah, I picked this. I uh, picked this beer out for you, and this is really great. Um. I mean, I, I still love my San Diego beers. Uh, right. No, there's some good stuff out there. Uh, I mean, as soon as I find a San Diego, I don't care if I'm in the airport, I'll go. The first thing I do is I go to – they have a – when you fly into San Diego, they have a stone brewery uh, shop right in the, mm-hmm. aer- right in the oh, airport. Nice. So I'll go and I'll have a beer. And then I'll go to Mike Hess, which is like – it is my favorite beer. Is Escondido close to uh, San Diego? Uh it's not far. Okay, it's not far. I've never, I've never been to California. Oh. Um, it, it's on. Freckles and I have a, a list of places we want to go and things we want to do. Yeah. and we've been talking about maybe next year doing a Route sixty six road trip. Oh, I want to do that my entire life. And because I mean, it starts in Chicago, but it does. We're, we're, we're not going to drive up to Chicago to start there. We'll just jump on. That's no where fun. We're at. Yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, so we're we're talking about doing that, and yeah, driving out to the coast, and then uh, circling back around and going through like uh, you know Colorado and Utah on the way home, taking a different way home. So that way we can hit tons of breweries it's probably going to take like two weeks yeah um because we want to make sure that we're not rushed and we get to see all the cool roadside attractions and all that shit but yeah yeah, that's that's one of the things uh we're wanting to do is is go out to california and go to all these breweries that have been on our our list for a while uh my neighbor my buddy matt who lives Literally across the way. Him and his wife are really into beer. Um, his wife is actually 
interning for free at Old Irving to learn how to brew. Oh, cool. They have a um they have one of Revolution's uh beer barrels in their apartment that she bought for fifty five bucks and me and him had to lug it up three flights of stairs. That shit is heavy. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> but every so often they'll go up to Michigan and just hit the Michigan beer tour. Mm-hmm. And they'll come back and be like, okay, we brought you all of these for watching our cats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's so some Bells. Here's some Founders. Oh, it's even smaller breweries than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to, I'll have to look and I'll have to send you a list. None of it's available outside of Michigan, though. Yeah. So Michigan's well, a... we were just up there in March. Yeah. So I got to go to the Joe for... Uh, for the the first and last time, I know how was closed that? Closed it. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Um, they beat the Blackhawks. So yeah, let's not was... talk about that shit. <laughs> hey man, we had a horrible season, so I at least got to see a win. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was. I was a little soured when we first got there because um, we we were approaching the steps uh, to lead up to the Joe, and you know I've seen this on TV since I was a kid and I've always had to go to away games. Yeah. So Chicago and St. Louis and I get, you know, heckled and, uh, shit said to me all the time. Cause I'm, you know, wearing my wings gear. That's cause I'm Detroit a, sucks. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, so, so we're getting there and it's like, I'm, I'm finally amongst my people and like, it's just a sea of red and I'm not going to be in the minority now. And, uh, I was getting a little, a little emotional. And then all of a sudden we, we get there and this guy walks up and he's like, I'm sorry. Um, but that purse is too big to bring in. This wasn't even a large purse. Really? Brianna, Brianna's not mine. I would, I uh, was assuming it was hers. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was regulation size. So, um, (laughs) we didn't have to worry about that, but, uh, they told her she couldn't bring it in. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Cause it was like I said. It, it was just a little, a little purse. It wasn't oversized or anything. Yeah. And basically, the option was going to be take it back to the car or throw it away. That's and ridiculous. So we had parked about half a mile away, um, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to make you throw your purse away. So I will just I'll run back to the car." And put look it at in you there. all like genuinely like. Well, and it's it was a very brisk March <laughs> night. Uh, I will say that, and I used to do long distance running, but that that was uh, uh, quite a few podcasts ago. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was sucking wind pretty quickly. It was very cold. It's right there on the lake. I can see Canada right yeah. across the way. And I finally get there. I turn around and come back. I'm texting her, but then she forgot to take her phone out of the purse. Oh no! So she wasn't getting any of my texts because I had her phone, and I put it in the car and then came back. And so now she's without her phone, and she didn't get any of my messages. And apparently, while I was gone, she was standing there waiting outside. Uh, some Blackhawks fans were saying some questionable things to her. Because uh, she was dressed up pretty nice and wearing a Blackhawks jersey. And I said, yeah. And did any Red Wings fans say anything mean to you or uh, disrespectful or lewd? I think I thought not. So, um, But it it really did not start the night 
uh, yeah. how I wanted it to. So I was, I was kind of pissed. We missed uh, the opening face-off and the introductions, and we got up to the seats, and we sit down, and before we even get comfortable, the wings are down one to nothing. And I'm like, okay, it, this is how it's going to be. And Oh, that's amazing. The, I watched that first, game too. Yeah, the first period was really awkward because like, I was – just frustrated and she knew I was frustrated and she was frustrated. And, uh, we finally, after the first period, I went down, I got us some beer, came back, we got some food and just chilled out a little bit. And then the night got better and the wings ended up winning. And I finally got to see a, a victory and yeah, it, it ended well, but God damn it. Uh, I was like, this is, this is horrible. This is not how I envisioned it this uh, this night going, but it yeah. all turned around. Well, they have a little Caesar Stadium now, so at least you can get pizza. Right, for $5, hot and ready. Yeah. I wonder if that applies at the game. That'd be great. That'd make me go to a Red Wings game. <laughs> you know they have them locally, right? I th- There's one right around the corner from my apartment, which I, Excellent. Which I drive to. I could walk there, but I drive. Um, you'll be interested to know my first Blackhawks game was against the Red Wings. Really? Yeah, it was the last time they ever played in Chicago, the original Chicago Stadium. Oh shit! Okay, so I, that was a while ago. It was 1994. Okay, yeah. Uh, I have an in-game used puck because they didn't have fences in the 90s because nobody cared about hockey in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, everybody was all about the Bulls, man. <laughs> Stupid Michael Jordan. So how do you end up living so close to um, uh, 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 stupid St. Louis and yeah. end up uh, a Red Wings fan? Like, that just, just doesn't make any sense. Well, well, here's the thing about, about my sports teams. Uh, they don't make any sense because I have no loyalty to any city. Every sport that I follow the teams are from other places. So like baseball, it's the Cardinals. Always has been, always will be. Which is a travesty. Um, well, you know, it's this is just how it is. Uh, for football, um, I actually, unfortunately, follow a Chicago team, uh, the Bears. I maintain yeah. the Bears need to be moved to San Diego so we can use the Soldier Field for outdoor hockey all year long. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, winter classic all year long. Hell cool. yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, I've got I've got the Bears for for football for NFC, and then for AFC, uh, I like the Colts. They are they're my other team. So how does got, that even happen? Um, just I mean, you gotta have one for each division. They don't play each other unless I they're guess. in the Super Bowl, but that actually happened, uh, and it was <laughs> it did. Th- it was the best Super Bowl ever because Prince was the halftime show as well. So it was like my favorite artist and my two favorite teams battling it out in the Purple Rain. Yeah, um, it was not a, a great game, but it was, it, it not. was a fun one. Uh, and then for hockey, uh, like I said, Detroit is is my hockey team. I don't follow NBA anymore, but when I did, it was uh, the Bulls. But I also liked the Phoenix Suns. Okay, and uh, I. I I follow the fighting Illini for college basketball and football and stuff, but yeah. that, that's really about it. But the reason I became a Red Wings fan, uh, part of it, I'm a huge fan of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. Uh, 
That makes Cameron, sense. Yeah. Cameron rocked the Gordie Howe jersey, uh, which is weird because a Chicago movie, but he's repping the Red Wings. And then it's Gordie Howe. He's allowed to. I mean, yeah, he's Mr. Hockey. Yeah. And then a couple couple years after that, I actually met Gordie. Did you at a river. really? That's yeah. Awesome. I was um I was probably about Jackson's age now, so I would have been like eight, eight or so. Yeah. Um, but I've got a poster that uh that he signed he was there doing a, a signing for charity it was a dollar per autograph oh wow and all the money went to like a children's hospital Aww. so i ended up getting two posters signed because uh, my dad was with me and he got one and gave that one to me as well and then i got a, a hockey card signed by him but the poster that was for me he personalized and uh, wrote, you know, to Dustin, best regards, Gordie Howe, number nine. And that was on my wall uh, for years. And I need to get it framed and, and put it up in the studio somewhere. But yeah. um, right now it's just rolled up in a tube for safekeeping. But, yeah, yeah th- I think that that was a big part of it is I watched Ferris Bueller nonstop. And then I actually met Mr. Hockey. I've also met Bobby Hole. He's on the wall. I have a, uh, I'll send you a picture, but I have a signed picture of Bobby Hall from Bobby Hall. Yeah. uh, The only other hockey player I've met is, uh, ironically, Chris Chelios. Nah, Chelly. And he was kind of a douche. Oh, really? He was. I'm like, hey, you know, because I was working for a company and uh, T-Mobile and my company sponsored. I was working for LG. Mm-hmm. And T-Mobile and LG sponsored a game at on one of the rooftops at Wrigley. Okay. And brought Chris Chelios in for some reason. And so I'm like, oh my god, it's it's fucking Chris Chelios. It's like he was my right, dude when right. I was a kid, right? It was yeah. It was, it's Chris Chelios. I was like, hey man, you know what's up? Uh, I just want to say thank you for my childhood, and you know, it's like I really loved. Like you were my dude when I was. He was like, all right, yeah, whatever, cool. You want me to sign that? I'm like douche man yeah. you fucking went to the red wings fuck you man and that's what i thought i didn't say any of that because i was working but i really thought it hard that was before <laughs> you guys were winning stanley cups and that was you know. during winning stanley cups that was a winning stanley cup season that i oh, met okay that i met him well no i mean when he was when he was there well i mean like hockey for me started off really weird uh, I, I watched Clerks at a very young age. Oh, I was just thinking that when you said rooftops, yeah. I was just picturing the uh, the rooftop hockey game from Clerks. I watched Clerks, and shortly after that, The Mighty Ducks. And I'm like, this is the coolest sport ever. Why don't I know about this? And How that, long until you uh, you saw Slapshot? Uh, I saw Slapshot in high school. It was a while. Okay. It was a while gotcha. because, like Blackhawk hockey, up until two thousand and like three, nobody cared about. Yeah, you know, up until they played, really, up until they played the Winter Classic in two thousand and nine, no one really gave a shit unless you were like, "I'm a Blackhawks fan," because it's all for rich white people. And then they started mm. getting really, really stupid good um, for that last few years and won some Stanley Cups. Yeah, I remember the the Jeremy Roenick and Ed Belfour years and yeah. all of that because I mean that's when I started watching hockey was the mid nineties. Yeah, uh, you know I had Sergei Fedorov and Steve Eiserman and you know 
all of those guys, Lidstrom. And how do you keep all of these names in your head? You're a wealth of I, pop culture knowledge, and I know it's ridiculous. I have no memory when it comes to any of this. I have a fantastic memory when it comes to things that I really don't need to remember. <laughs> Uh, that's why my mom said at a very early age, I should just go out to California and do the game show circuit. You and I really probably should make a decent amount of money. But, uh, yeah, I did scholastic bowl and stuff when I was, Wait, well, well, what is scholastic bowl? Uh, it's basically uh, club or uh, pub trivia night, but as a school sport. Yeah. You want to come up to Chicago and do some trivia with me so I can win some shit. That'd be great. Um, you know, if if I'm in the area, I'm probably not going to travel three hours just to play trivia. Come on, you can but, crash uh, on my couch. It's totally cool, bro. It's fine. Yeah, Freckles won't right. mind. It's cool. You, right. can, you know what? Bring yeah. her. Bring her. I'll let you borrow the bed. I'll sleep in the couch. No, fu- <laughs> no funny business. It's not a oh, comfortable. Of course not. I'm a gentleman. It's when not I'm a being hosted. It's not a comfortable bed anyway. You don't really want it, and it makes too much noise. I'd be paranoid there'd be video cameras hidden anyway. You know what? I don't. As uh, The only camera I own is on my Mac other than my phone. Yeah. There, there's no camera. I'm a filmmaker without a camera. It's really you're weird. Winking, you're winking right now. I'm re- I, I swear to God. They can't, they can't hear it, but I can tell. I swear on um, all things I believe in, there's no I don't think there is. See, the thing <laughs> is, I don't want to see myself have sex, so I don't necessarily have cameras. Okay. Because I don't know if you've seen me. I'm fat. It's fine. I get I it. Have, I'm a, I mean, I'm, I've, I haven't seen th- those parts, but like I've, I've seen you. Yeah. Um, and we can just keep it that way. I'm comfortable <laughs> with, with uh, the way that that aspect of our yeah. relationship has, has been. Well, I remember the first time I met you and uh, at the first marathon, and yeah. we just bonded instantly over random Doctor Who questions at like three oh, o'clock yeah. in the morning. I'm like, this okay. guy's cool. And then you met Kevin Clark, and he said, "Doctor Who's stupid." Kevin, fuck you, Kevin. He hates <laughs> everything I love, and I don't know why. All right, so if if you're wanting to talk Doctor Who, uh, we're at a very very exciting time. Are we? Well, okay, that's why I wanted to get your feedback. Okay, here. Um, I was very stoked when they brought on Capaldi. Yes, because I was like, we're finally we're gonna have a doctor who's not a, a quote unquote heartthrob. I yeah. guess. Like, okay. I I'm a Tenant guy, and I loved Matt Smith as well. I'm a Matt Smith guy, but um, I. I was kind of looking forward to getting an older doctor that's not going to be in a love triangle every season. Yeah. So um, it started off good, but I got to admit, I started losing interest. And I I don't even think I finished this last season yet. I still have catching up to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I watch it with my daughter and she kind of felt the same way. So I was like, well, good. It's not just me. And. I was like, well, maybe it's a good thing that they're, you know, doing another reboot. Like Moffat's leaving, uh, which I think is is a good thing. I'll um, I'll agree with that. So and and they went for the fences, and they did something that people have been want. Some people have been wanting to see for years. Um, whether it, you know it, they just they wanted the doctor to not be a white guy. Yeah, uh, you know, they had rumors about you know him being played by uh, you know a black actor, and there was a couple names that were being thrown around, and 
Uh, one of them was uh, the guy from the IT crowd. I don't know if you've ever watched that show or not. I yeah. The other one I heard would is is Idris Elba. Yeah, Elba. Yeah, yeah, Idris Elba. And he would he would have been good too. Like uh, he was just in the Dark Tower and uh, which was, was not right. good. No, it wasn't. Um, and he's in that show Luther. I think was his big TV show. But I haven't kind seen of, it. Yeah, they were being thrown around, and then they they pulled out a woman doctor. So, yeah, it, it could add a lot of interesting aspects to the show that they've never dealt with. Um, you know, we'll see. I have no idea how many years she's signed on for. We saw what happened with Eccleston. He only lasted one season. So, Well, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious. I... I tend to stay up on all the shows I watch, regardless of how bad they've gotten Walking Dead. Um, oh, I gave up on that. Years I ago. haven't. I still read the comics, and they're fantastic, so I already know what's happening. Right. Um, but, like, I really love what, like, Negan as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's, like, the best bad guy ever. Um, so, but, I mean, I watched Peter Capaldi, and there were some episodes that were absolutely awesome, and there were some yeah. that weren't so great. Right. And I'm just like, all right, this is a filler episode. Um, but I really, I didn't like. I was like, this is stupid. I don't want, I don't want Matt Smith to go. He shouldn't leave. This is dumb. He's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I really didn't like Clara at the beginning. And I'm, towards the end, I was like, oh, she's really adorable, and I heart her. Yeah, she was. Uh, she kind of a favorite of mine. Yeah. I mean, Emil, uh, uh, you know, Karen Gillian and, will always be mine. All right, and here's the thing: like, I didn't really think she was that attractive, and then I saw that new Jumanji trailer, right? And I was like, okay, I'm that gonna, almost I, makes me want to watch Jumanji. I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> seeing it now. So I don't know. I guess I, I think it was because she treated Rory so horribly, and mm-hmm. I liked Rory. Rory's that, uh, so fun. Yeah, that I, I think I just kind of held that against her. That uh, well, you know, I didn't like I didn't like Amelia Pond. She treated Rory like every woman's treated me, um, which is <laughs> which is fine. So I'm used to it. But no, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about a female doctor, not because she's female, but I just I don't know where they're gonna go with it. And right, like I, the doctor, as long as he's not American, the doctor can be whoever. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about a gender or a race or a color. He's an alien. Who cares? Well, and they were t- even talking about, like, having an American play him. And, you know, a lot of people are like, blasphemy. That is bla- I would. That is blasphemy. So, like, at least that didn't happen. There's some shit you don't fuck with. Like, yeah. the doctor can't be American. Peter Parker can't be black. Um, and that's really it. Every, like, yeah. There's just some shit you don't fuck with. And I think Hollywood does that a lot, and people are like, oh, it's the PC police. Is it, though, or do you just want a fresh story? Well, I mean, they yeah, they like changing things a lot. I mean, just look at um, shit. I mean, half the comic movies that come out, it's hard to keep track of them. They've rebooted Spider-Man how many times? Yeah, Three? and Spider-Man Homecoming was awesome. Yeah, I just watched it finally a couple weeks ago. It was the only Spider-Man movie I didn't see in the theater. It was. I, um, I've seen all of them in the theater, and uh, yeah, I, I dug it. It's good. It's it's uh, it's by far my favorite Spider-Man movie. That's for sure. But uh, well, sir, we are vastly approaching an hour. Yeah, yeah I, I get diarrhea of the mouth. I have no problem uh, talking. Hence, 
the the, the, the two shows. The nine podcasts you have? Yeah. Um so before we go, any uh any local beers up in Chicago that you are aware of that maybe I should check out and some of my Chicago yeah. listeners? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um now some of them I'm I know you're a Chicago proper guy. Yes. But if we're if we're talking Chicago beer, I also include the suburbs. Okay. Um, so some of these may be from the burbs. Um, but uh, Noon Whistle is a really good one. I, I checked them out um, a couple months ago. Do we know October where that's? Fest. Do we know where that's located? Uh, oh, shit, Northbrook. Okay, not far, not that far from um, Chicago. It, it was before we went to a show at the Metro. We went okay. there. Yeah, no, that's totally um, close. And then there's uh, more brewing, which is literally like two miles away from Noon Whistle. Uh, both of those are, are great places to check out. Microphone in Elk Grove, uh, that is a really cool one. And all their beers are music themed. Oh, like okay. The, the names of them. Um, so that's a, a really cool one. And then, I mean, I don't really consider it Chicago, but some people do, but three Floyds, it's in Munster, Indiana. That's a fucking different state. Exactly. But try and figure that one out. Why it's always included in Chicago beer list. I don't get uh, it. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. Um, because it's only available in that area. It's really easy to get. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's uh, why. As far as other ones, Pipeworks. Pipeworks Pipe is good. Great stuff. We finally are getting them down here, and uh, you know, and then you know your other usual suspects. You got your Half Acre, yeah, um, Revolution, which we mentioned before. Solemn Oath is a good one. They are in <sighs> shit Bolingbrook. Yeah, um, I've only been there once, but I think that's where it was. We, uh, we're starting to see some of the distilled stuff up here, which is really nice. You should have been seeing distilled stuff up there a long time ago, I, my friend. And as far as bottle, like picking it up, but actually on tap. Oh, okay, gotcha. Which is really cool. Yeah, and I'm like, just, uh, I know those guys, but yeah, yeah, no, you can definitely get it up here, but as far as like in bars on, like not on, like, oh, we're trying this, but gotcha. like... Continually, yeah, cans and bottles would yeah. have been available. That's... Yeah, they just announced uh, this week they're now available in Massachusetts. Oh, uh, wow. That is the 22nd state they are available in now. So, they, so they, uh, they've been blown up lately. Almost half the country. Yeah. Almost been, half the country. They've been blown up for a minute. Yeah. They're good. Sponsor spotlights for days, yo. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's up, Distill? I'm available, too. <laughs> you know what? No, no. You you got the white oak hook up. White oak is still like the best thing I've had in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just because it was just a fun show to do. And it was it was a good time. I actually went back and and listened to that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, recently, no, it's fine. You were very you were very loud. Uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't able to to work with the levels because I wasn't in my studio and i was using equipment that that blake did not show me how to use to turn you down but uh it was it was all good it was it was sometimes you just need to get shouty you know what and the weird part is i'm before we leave i'm the quietest person in my family good lord there's one other my cousin shrek is the other quietest person but hold on did you say your cousin shrek yes shrek 
Is that a, a Christian birth name? Uh, Shreckleton Zelensky, maybe. I'm just gonna we're gonna leave it at that. Okay. All uh, right. No, his real name is Brian, but he has been Shrek for 15 years. Yeah. But he is by far the quietest. Uh, then there's me. And then, and then there's, there's a donkey <laughs> then and there's, Farquaad. I, I think I would be donkey slash puss in boots. <laughs> but uh, then there's a large gap of, of like, and then the next quietest person would probably be my sister, which is equally the loudest person um, of the uh, the siblings in the, the immediate family. So I'm just, I'm, I'm the loud one. Yeah, you're so loud. Well... In, in my family, I guess. Yeah, I am. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm the one who talks the most. That that's that I believe that. Um, <laughs> why don't I am gonna throw your bumper at the head of this? So, but oh, uh, thanks, I appreciate that. Well, you're on the show, I might as well. That yeah, makes sense. Um, are is there anything you want to plug before we uh, get out of here? Well, I was gonna say if if you played the bumper, they've already heard most of this shit. But, yeah, fair um, enough. You know. Just check out the shows. Uh, it's on all the podcast apps, whatever you use. It seems most people use the Apple Podcast app. Because um, it's the superior one. It is. I, I I was really upset about the updates, but I'm finally adjusting to it. I don't understand. Like what? I it, Mine is I don't fine. Know. I, I don't like change. Well, I think I'm uh, very set in my ways. It's probably my... My Lutheran upbringing. <laughs> uh, I'm very traditional. I'm so Lutheran. But, but uh, no, I I think that's that's the way to go for it. So yeah, just look up Drunken Lullabies. You get both shows in the same feed. I don't make you have to subscribe to, to two different ones. It, it's just so much easier. So yeah, you'll get uh, two shows a week and look very soon for uh, Craft Beer Digest brought to you by White Oak. And uh, that should be headed your way to your ear holes shortly. And as soon as that drops, uh, I'll definitely have you come back on and chit-chat more about it. Yeah, uh, that would that would be totally okay with me. Oh, yeah. Well, Dustin, thank you for hanging out with me. Uh, I know you have a, uh, a underage girlfriend and a wife or daughter to attend to. Uh, she's painting, <laughs> she's painting the bathroom right no, now. No, seriously, she's That's like. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> she's literally painting the bathroom. Um, uh, now everyone gives you shit, but what? She's like 28 and you're like 42. I don't understand that. Uh-huh. Um, she's, she's turning 30 next month. Uh, I just turned 36. Oh, that's so six are, years. That's not even been. Why do they give you shit, man? I don't know. We're finally in the same decade uh, that for is, the first time. That, that but, is true. But uh, yeah, they she she looks younger than uh, I do apparently enough for them to to think it's funny. But yeah, it's it's, it's uh, six six and a half years. It's not that big no, of a, a really, gap. It's really not. I was twenty. I mean, she was dating. at least born in the eighties. Does she remember them? No. Uh, do you remember? Oh, I do. I was born in eighty one. Oh, that's so, right. You're older than me. Yeah, Damn I remember it. the eighties quite well, sir. Hey, you, you want to know my earliest memory? You're gonna. I mean, pull. I wasn't at like Studio Fifty Four doing blow off of Farrah Fawcett's ass or anything, but I was. Oh, <laughs> you I had was. a very crazy childhood then. I will. I will leave you with this because you are a Bears fan. Yeah. My earliest memory, my earliest memory, 
is Super Bowl shuffle is sitting down and watching the Super Bowl with my teddy bear. Okay. And it was the Bear Super Bowl, the yeah. only one they'll ever win. Um, the way it looks, yeah, probably. God, they are so bad, dude. I don't even I mean, watch got, football on a regular, and they're so bad. Robbie Gold got his revenge yesterday. Uh, I, love I know the, that's a dated reference <laughs> by the time this comes out, but uh, yeah. the Bears fans will know what we're talking about. Uh, also, I love the new thing. Uh, just people post Bears fans just posting up the uh, the Firefox logo. <laughs> well played <laughs> and on that bombshell kids my name is Adam Zielinski. Uh my co-host for this evening was oh that's where you say your name oh sorry <laughs> uh, Dustin the voice Wyckoff alright everybody be excellent to each other Dustin have yourself a week listeners have yourself a week I will catch you next time when I battle Kevin from the ill-fated let's try this podcast and find out why he hates me so much I don't know anyway later <laughs>